All right, everybody, welcome back. If you are listening to this podcast, then that means that I was unable to salvage the <laughs> the edited versions of the first version of this podcast, which was going to be entitled something along the realm of sweet and sassy and classy. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit today about being assertive versus being aggressive and what does that mean when it comes to being assertive versus aggressive. Because I think that as women, we very often feel like we have to be sweet and charming and uber feminine. And even at its core, when we look it up, being feminine, not the modern version, obviously, but the definition of it basically is to be as demure and quiet and sweet-natured as possible. And that is not what I encourage you to be on this podcast at all. I encourage you to be bold and brave and smart and tenacious and use a wide vernacular and a wide vocabulary and impress people continuously. So we get this idea that we're supposed to be small and meek and, you know, really be the traditional, you know, feminine type of woman. But like I said, there are at least four different branches of femininity. And what really spurred me to create this podcast today, this episode, I should say, is I had two different um, experiences that I went through. And I kind of want to talk about them because I wasn't sure how to process what I went through. Now, the first one is with the hospital because as many of you know I had to go through a surgery and I say had to go through it was not cosmetic surgery although if you do that for yourself and it makes you feel better about yourself I am not knocking you I believe women should support women whether it's a boob job or whether it's you've survived something super traumatic or triggering and you want to go and file a police report or if you choose not to file that police report because you feel like you just need more time to process that. That is your choice. And as long as women are supporting women and we're not knocking each other down, whether we're a size zero or we're a size 22, we really need to support each other, right? So let's get that out of the way. But like I said, I had a really interesting experience Um, And you might hear my cat in the background because it's very sunny when I'm recording this and she's seeing the light off my phone. (laughs) So if you hear little mules in the background, I'm not going to try to edit those out, but she's super, super excited. But anyways, what I was saying is as women, we are continuously told to be quiet and not be aggressive and not be assertive and not go after what we want where little boys are told the exact opposite. The things that we are told as women to be quiet and to be demure, you know, and we're told not to be obnoxious, and I use that in air quotations, and bossy and tenacious and outgoing, and those characteristics that come innate to us are actually seen as leadership skills in little boys, and they're groomed for that, and they're told they need to be more aggressive and more assertive and more confident. But as women, we are told to have like quiet confidence, especially if you come from a conservative background like I do. I was constantly told to be quiet. I was constantly told I'm too loud. I talk too much. And these are skills that now in my 30s, I realize 
I don't want to let go of those things. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to let go of those things. I want to hold on to those things. But back to the story about the hospital, because believe it or not, all of these things come into play. So when I was uh, back in February, I was dealing with some health issues and I had to have a surgery um, to get rid of or at least lessen some of these health issues. And from February to May, I have had a terrible customer experience with their billing and coding. And um, thank God they have a third option for a payment plan, like a third party for a payment plan and I'm with them. But from about February to May, they have tried to get me to pay up front. They have ignored the payment plan and they have sent me all kinds of garbage when it comes to my bill. Um, and from February to May, I was, in air quotations, basically a nice girl. I was a lady. Everything I'd been taught, I tried to use. I tried to say, oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. I'm sure you made a mistake. Finally, I reached my wit's end this May recently and I at them on Twitter because I have a significant a small troop of positive like-minded people like me uh, but we're growing every day thankfully but um I at them and I included the hospital name and everything and I said you guys have a miserable customer service experience immediately I had someone DM me from the hospital saying let's solve this privately let's figure this out you know apparently they have a customer care public relations or patient relations marketing team that type of thing because they don't like the idea that I'm causing a ruckus they don't like the idea that I'm causing a stir they don't like the idea that I'm not just being a lady I'm not just being sweet-natured and a pushover they would love it if I continue to be a pushover and gave them the full amount which is quite large. And I'm not gonna do that because like I said, I have a payment plan through their hospital. That's the kicker. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. I have a third party payment plan through their hospital. They still refuse to acknowledge it. So finally I went on social media and I was aggressive. I was assertive. I was confident. I said, this needs to be resolved. Immediately, like I said, on a holiday weekend, got someone reaching out to me saying, how can we make this right? So then the next day after the holiday weekend, I called um, Billing and Coding, explained the situation, let them know that I'd spoken to their public relations, their patient relations team. And immediately I was treated like a VIP. I was treated like a celebrity. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have a manager call you. We're going to figure this out. I'm so sorry you went through that very understanding once I told them that I had taken that extra step uh, and they could they could see it they could go on social media and see that I had taken that extra step and gone uh, gone social <laughs> uh, to try to figure this out and I often wonder why as women like I said we are championed to be small and quiet not just our body size although we're told that as well because the smaller we are the more we're considered valuable. And I don't personally hold that opinion, but that is what has been spoon fed to us since the time we were little girls. So why is it that we're afraid to be uh, aggressive and assertive and confident 
you know, we're, we're called a bitch. I've had coworkers call me a bitch before to my face. Now, thankfully, like I said, where I'm working, that particular individual does not work there anymore. But I've had people literally say I'm a bitch for being confident or assertive or knowing what I want and knowing that I believe in my ideas. So I want you to kind of take that into consideration and think about it for a minute because the next story I'm going to tell you is very, very interesting. After that whole debacle with the hospital was resolved, and it is resolved to the best of my knowledge, or being worked on being resolved, I next had to go get some groceries. And I had to go outside of my range of comfort <laughs> to get some of these groceries because I'm trying to stay healthier and this particular recipe required it. But as I was behind my cart, I saw another man coming straight at me and he wasn't gonna move. So I did a little experiment because I was feeling, like I said, emboldened by my recent actions and I didn't move. Not to the point where he would have hit me, but I didn't move. I made it inconvenient for him because most of the time my experience is men expect us to move. They expect us to belittle ourselves. They expect us to apologize for things. This has been my experience. If you've had a different experience and you don't agree with that, that's fine, but this has been my experience. Men expect us to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm in the way. I'm sorry that I need a pen. I'm sorry for existing. I'm sorry for my needs, my wants. I'm sorry I'm inconveniencing you because I'm putting my needs first. This is the experience. I'm not a man hater, but this is the experience that I've had. So this time I thought, you know what? I'm gonna try what a journalist had written a very interesting article about how she stopped apologizing for things and moving out of people's way and seeing their reaction, especially her male components. And I'm gonna try it. So I tried it and it was very interesting. Instead of moving my cart, as we're coming at each other, I waited till the last second and then he moved and it was very clear. He looked at me like he expected me to immediately move out of his way. Same thing with just walking down the street. I did this a couple times in the grocery store, on the street. A person would come right at you and you know, obviously you're wearing your mask and social distancing and that type of thing. But a person would come right at you and expect you to move, specifically a male person. And they would expect you to move or they would expect you to apologize. It was written all over their face. They weren't used to me taking up space. And as women, we aren't even used to taking up space. Like I said, we're constantly apologizing for wanting a seat on the bus, wanting that last parking spot, um, interrupting someone who's a manager or even a coworker to give them a good idea or they ask us for our apart our opinion can't talk today bar 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 um our opinion and we apologize in advance like well maybe this sounds stupid but don't do that don't do that learn from the Bradleys and the Jonathans of the boardroom learn from the most obnoxious male co-workers you have, not that I want you to turn into them, but the way in which they come at situations, they believe in themselves. They believe in themselves to the point where it's obnoxious, 
when they're in the boardroom or when they're with our managers or our bosses, you know, they will go right up to them and say, here's my plan. Here's what I got going on. Here's what I think we should do. I'm not suggesting you do that, but I am suggesting you mirror some of their behavior. You pick up something from them. That blatant confidence, unabashed, unafraid to take up space. I'm gonna do what the journalist uh, said. She said, and this article is old, but I, I can't get it out of my head. She said for 30 days, she stopped saying, I'm sorry. And she started saying, thank you. Because gratitude is huge. And I've talked about that before. But she said, instead of saying, I'm sorry I'm late. I'm sorry I didn't make it to the movies on time. I'm sorry that I can't do that or I can't go there. Start saying thank you. What I mean is, start saying, thank you for waiting for me. Thank you for holding the door. Thank you for being patient with me. I had to put my three-year-old in her car seat and you know how kids can be. Don't apologize for the fact that you had to continue living your life. And this is a new concept, like I said, for us as women because we're constantly apologizing for things. I catch myself, my friends, and even my coworkers who are women like me all the time, even with each other. It's gotten to the point where it's not just with the male coworkers, it's with each other. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna use your pen. Why are you sorry you're gonna use my pen? We share resources, we're a team. Why? Why are you sorry? And she didn't have an answer. But I knew the answer. The answer is that we're so conditioned to do that. And we need, we need to stop doing that. We need to start embracing ourselves and loving ourselves and being confident and smart and wickedly funny and, you know, just remember who we are, that we're queens and we're you know, thoughtful and driven and ambitious, and that's okay. That is a part of femininity. Remember, we have the motherhood as a part of femininity, but we also have action, like women who are in the military or firefighters or police officers. And we also have logic and logical thinking. That's another branch of femininity that gets ignored and kind of brushed over. And that's why I say, understand the roots of femininity, understand where your strengths are. Like mine is, even though I'm not a mother, I'm motherly to my friends and the people in my environment. I take care of them. Understand where your strength is when it comes to femininity and also understand where your weaknesses are and then work on those weaknesses. If you're very, very logical, work on maybe being more motherly or if you're very motherly like me, work on challenging your brain to be more logical in situations and less emotion based. So I know this is a lot of information, but I believe in you, you ladies, that you can handle it. And... Like I said, we need to stop apologizing for taking up space and we need to start believing in ourselves and we need to stop feeling bad about being assertive and confident and take some of those boardroom Bill or boardroom John or boardroom Nathan, whoever, if they're very obnoxious and they come into the boardroom or they come into the meeting, they believe in themselves 150% and we need to start not having that attitude, not having their attitude specifically, but we need to kind of siphon that confidence from them and believe in ourselves more, shoulders back, head up high. We need to believe that we can tackle anything that comes our way. 
So I hope that this was useful to you. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being patient as I put out um, this podcast. It took a little bit of time. Like I said, I had to re-record it. I had the main themes, but I had to re-record it because for whatever reason, uh, it just wasn't salvageable. So thank you so much for hanging with me and I love you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.